Next on BYU Sports Nation, the Olympic spirit hits home. We're all access with BYU student and Olympian Kate Hansen. We've given her a nickname to rock in Sochi. It's rust versus rest for BYU football. The Cougars begin bowl practice today after a long layoff. Brian Logan will weigh in. Plus, BYU basketball's NCAA tournament resume gets a little better without even playing. How it becomes undeniable in March. Let's go. And now, live on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio, it's BYU Sports Nation with your hosts, Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. Thursday, December 19th, welcome to the show. I'm Spencer Linton, teamed up with one of the top 10 all-time career fans of the Anchorman series, Jerem Jordan. Sure thing, man. Wherever and however. Milk was a bad choice. (laughs) We're going to go see it today. Can't wait. Cannot wait. Wherever and however you may be listening, thanks for making BYU Sports Nation part of your day. The Olympic spirit alive and well at BYU Broadcasting today. Kate Hansen, BYU student and American luge standout, qualified for the Winter Olympics in Sochi, Russia. Wait until you hear her backstory. The Cali girl joins us in 20 minutes. We've even given her a nickname. I have a feeling she's going to roll with it in Sochi. And if you listen to the show, you know what that nickname is. Luge Coog! Boom! Spencer King, one of our production assistants, came up with it the other day, and I love it. Attaboy, Spence. Join we'll the conversation by tweeting at BYU Sports Nation. Comment and like our new Facebook page as well. And voice your opinion on today's poll question at BYUTVSports.com and on Twitter, which is, are six bowl practices enough for BYU to get ready for the Fight Hunger Bowl? They're, gonna, they're going to practice today for the first time, post-Nevada. Um... Then uh, Friday, Saturday, and then Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, walk through Thursday. So six practices. Is that enough? Weigh in on BYUTVSports.com and on Twitter. There's a little bit more to that than you may think. They've, they've been working out and lifting weights. There, there, there are things that they've been doing. We're but talking actually out on the field. Throwing it around. Pra- yes, running with plays. the football. Yeah, drills, that kind of thing. They can watch film. They can, yeah, like you said, Monday, Wednesday, uh, Fridays, they've been running and lifting and all that, so. Is it enough? Preparing for an 8-4 and four Washington team. Sound off at BYU Sports Nation on Twitter. Our show airs weekdays, noon Eastern, 10 a.m. Mountain on Sirius XM Channel 143, BYUradio.org, the BYU Radio Iowa SAP, and Dish Network Channel 980. Access the show on demand at the new and improved BYUradio.org, or you can catch the rebroadcast at a, if it's more convenient for you, weekdays, 7 p.m. Eastern on BYU Radio. Okay, BYU Sports Nation, assemble to rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. What's Trending in BYU Sports Nation. Topic one. Rust versus rest. BYU football begins official bowl game practices today. While most other bowl-eligible teams have been practicing for at least a week, it's a unique approach for Bronco Mendenhall and has produced four straight bowl wins. To be honest, as the head coach and as position coaches, we also need to be away from our players for a while. And so my hope is everyone's looking forward to getting back to work rather than dreading to get back to work. Look, coaches need a break from the personalities too. The man in charge of Cougar football added this to his ideology during our rather poignant interview with him this week on BYU Sports Nation. The intent was just that, is to have a team hungry to play, anxious to play, and maybe get a little bit of life balance before throwing themselves back into this. And so I I like the idea of them actually wanting to play a little bit more at the end of each practice, going into a bowl prep, then all we have another practice, and etc. 
Jaron Bronco has taken the same approach for a while. Rest, go play, and go win. Are you okay with that? Yes, because it's worked. Granted, those were not as tough a teams as Washington. I think that Washington may be the toughest team that BYU's played. Even tougher than the 2009 Oregon State team, which was ranked. Uh... But it, why do you say that? Why why is this Washington team without their usual head coach? Because the Pac-12 is much stronger. But Oregon State was ranked. Washington's not ranked. Correct. But if if the Pac-12 was weaker, Washington would be nine have nine or ten wins and probably be ranked like Oregon State. I think they they're pretty close to what Oregon State was in terms of quality. I think it's a good game. Now BYU is not the same team they were in 09 with a senior Max Hall and Dennis Pitta that had 10 wins going into that game. A little different. But if Bronco feels that his team is burned out, then he'll give him rest, them rest, so that they are ready. BYU's last four bowl wins, blowout win over a ranked Oregon State team, as Jerem mentioned. That that team had the Rogers brothers in the Rages. Las Vegas Bowl. Rages. Then a blowout of UTEP in the New Mexico Bowl. Robert and I leaves for Arizona after that. Then, in 2011, they win in dramatic fashion over Tulsa in the Armed Forces Bowl. And finally, the Kyle Van Noyes show against San Diego State last year. Robert and I is back. And Broncos seeking a fifth straight bowl game win, already a program best at four. BYU TV sports analyst Blaine Fowler told us this week, look, Bronco has figured out a proper balance of rest versus rust. The formula has worked. And, and there's got to be a balance there, and, and, and perhaps Broncos found it. Because by the time you get through 12 games of a regular season, you're beat up, and your legs feel tired, and you feel slow, and mentally you're dragging a little bit, and you're trying to get ready for finals. And so that now that they're back in practice preparing, I think he trusts that there's enough veteran guys and enough leadership that he has at BYU by virtue of older guys or return missionaries that he can expect when they come back that they'll go full go and it maybe only takes a day or two to get back into football mode, not four or five like it might take uh, you know, another team in the country. Blaine Fowler on BYU Sports Nation earlier this week, liking what the coach is doing. For me, the, the initial thought was, well, they've won four straight bowl games. Why is this even a question? Why is this even an issue? And your question, Jerem, is this is a good team. This is a better team than they've played. So that's why it's disconcerting for some fans across BYU Sports Nation. Basically getting two extra practices than you would in the season. So let's your typical Saturday game, right? BYU does not practice on Sunday. They practice on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, walk through Friday. So this is a situation where BYU has two more practices. I want to say that you have up to 19, depending on schedules. I think there's a max at 19. I, I may be wrong on that. Uh, and when BYU played UTEP, that was the first game of all the bowls. So a little earlier, did, BYU probably didn't have as much rest for that type of thing. But BYU is not your typical team either. I mean, there's some other things that they're trying to take care of. Wani Unga has two children. This this is you're, you're exactly <laughs> right, and that goes into what Bronco his pyramid of importance. You know, football is not first. Football is not first. So John Wooden has the pyramid of success, and Bronco has the pyramid of importance. Is that what you're saying? Something like write that. Write a book? Yeah. He Well, he sort of wrote a book already. <laughs> it was on biz. I read the book thinking it was a BYU football book. I'm trying to remember the name of it. Um, uh, Running Against the Wind or whatever? Something that, like that. It's a business book wrapped in the bacon of BYU football. Pretty interesting. But anyways, the pyramid of importance. Yes. Football is, is not first. and so fan- It's fifth. 
it's family and and those things and video games and <laughs> no oh wait video games don't even register on Bronco Mendenhall's <laughs> radar. I've asked actual him that games. Question. I have don't asked register. him that question. Okay, so the point being, some of these players are married. They have kids. They have other obligations. They have finals. They have school. He wants them to take care of those things, and then when that's over, get back to work so that they can focus solely on football. They can be refreshed and ready to go. I like it. So you're okay with it? I like it. I don't care if you're playing Washington and they're eight and four, and they have Keith Price and Bishop Sankey, and they've got a uh, some dynamic players. BYU will be prepared. Bronco is a great motivator. Brian Logan joined the show last week. He said Bronco is one of the greatest motivators he's ever worked around, and this is how he does it, and this is how it works. How do you argue? I don't care who you beat. You still won the bowl games. How do you argue against four straight wins? Why change something that's working? Because Washington's better. That would, that, that would be the other side of that argument of, hey, they're a little better. And there's, there's the discussion of, and I don't feel this way necessarily, but just thinking about it, Hey, there are some young guys who need some reps that aren't that didn't play in the games that may need that. That's so, that's the one area yeah. that there's really no answer for is developing younger players. And how much can you develop a young player by being in the indoor practice facility in December, eight months away from a game they might play? I still think spring football yeah, takes care of that. Sure, I don't think it's that much of a factor. Spring football is just an extension of what? What's better, spring football or the lead up to a bowl game? In terms of quality, the quality you get out of a practice. That's a good question. And I think spring football matters most. Hope renewed is in spring. It's certainly more exciting. Trust me. There's sort of a burnout factor coming into a bowl game of ah, 12 of the last 14 weeks, the, the grind of all the games, which is the most fun, tiring, exciting, fantastic time of the year for BYU sports fans. Because it's football season. It's fantastic. Basketball is a different beast, but BYU will have six practices to get ready for Washington starting today. Yeah, BYU football back to work. It's the drive for five straight bowl game wins against Washington on December 27th from San Francisco at AT AT&T Park. Go get it done. Topic two. Thank you so much, Stanford and Texas. Now it's BYU's turn. Eric Mika recovers to block that off the glass. Matt Carlino behind the back, working on Sanglin. And one! I'm hoping there nice are many. Nice call, man. Hey, thank you. Thank you very much. I'm hoping there are many more of those highlights to come from Matt Carlino, that being from the Weber State game and BYU's season opening win over the Wildcats, who I still think will win the Big Sky. And guess what? I think there will be from Matt Carlino. They need to play better, by the way. Weber State, that is. They're 2-6. and six, And they, they play will. UCLA next. They will. They've had a tough preseason. Absolutely. A tough preseason. And they've let, only played eight games. BYU's let, played 12. Let them get into conference. I B- will let them. Thank you. BYU's RPI got a boost last night. Yeah. Some of you are saying, wait, they, did, they didn't play a game. What's that all about? Well, here's the deal. Texas, who BYU beat earlier, goes into Chapel Hill and knocks off 14th-ranked North Carolina 86-83. I watched the last two minutes of that game. Huge win for the Longhorns. Yeah. They ran North. They ran North Carolina. I watched about half of that game. Hook'em horns. Really entertaining game. Texas gets a big win, thus helping BYU because the Cougars, of course, won that head-to-head matchup. Remember when North Carolina used to be good at basketball? They're still good at basketball. <laughs> they still have a great coach. Not, Roy Williams is a legend. They're not what they used. They're not elite. So it's just weird. Be. Yeah, yeah. They don't. They don't lose home games. 
but they did last night. You know who so else? Texas. Do, you know who else doesn't lose home games non-conference? UConn. UConn. They never lose. No, I think they had one like sixty-five straight or something. Are we talking men or women? Men. Oh, okay. Both. You know, whatever. The, the UConn Huskies hosting Stanford. UConn ranked number ten in the country, and Stanford goes into Connecticut and beats the Huskies. The Cardinal, baby. Huge for BYU's RPI. That's nice. Without them playing a game. So, the Cougars, as it stands, according to ESPN, their RPI is at 15. Strength of schedule, 2. Wow. That's great. The second strongest schedule in the country. They're 8-4. and four. Those wins over Texas and Stanford now just have that much more luster. That'll be huge. Keep for it the, going. That'll be Keep huge going, for the Stanford tournament committee. Yes. This, those teams need to continue to play well when they get into conference. But is that enough for, for BYU and for fans? I know a lot of people are excited about that, and, and I, I understand that. But it's about getting wins, and it's about beating ranked teams. Yeah, look at, look at how RPI is composed. The number one thing associated with RPI is your record, and then the next thing is your opponent's record. So that's nice. It's nice. What is, what is better, that BYU's opponents win or that BYU wins? Of course it's that BYU wins. So BYU needs to beat Oregon ah. to have any meaning for BYU's opponents doing anything. And there is the buzzword. Oregon, ranked number 13. Wouldn't it be fitting that this week, Texas goes into North Carolina and beats the 14th-ranked team. Stanford beats 10th-ranked UConn on the road, and BYU knocks off Oregon and Eugene. It would only make sense, right? Right? It would be good. BYU has played a strong schedule, as we've talked about. Needs some, need some wins. So BYU has or will play six games against teams in the current top 12 of the RPI right now. Holy cow. That's good. BYU needs... <laughs> that's BYU, great. BYU, yeah, that's Even great. on your terms, that's great. It's awesome, baby. BYU needs some wins, though. BYU needs some wins against uh, ranked teams because... RPI wins are good. Like, if BYU had beaten Massachusetts, that would have been good. They were number one RPI. But I think that for the casual observer, it's that that team is ranked, right? The selection committee will not take wins against ranked teams into account. Later, in a couple months, we'll have Jamie Zaninovich on the show, WCC commissioner, who is on the selection committee. He will He will tell us... What BYU has to do to get a certain seat. It's all about RPI and strength of schedule. He'll break it down. And so those, yeah, those things are very important. So Oregon is a huge game. Now looking ahead, past Oregon, which is the last non-conference game. Which is why this Oregon game is so ginormously yes. important. This is the end of one, the first half of the season, and then the next half begins. BYU will play eight conference games before they face Gonzaga, St. Mary's, or Pacific. Meaning the top tier of the West Coast the Conference. The top tier. BYU needs to get a good win against Oregon because they're not going to have a good game on the schedule for a while. For a while. Pacific is a solid addition to the WCC, by the way. You could say San Diego is a decent game, but San Diego's Ron not going to San Diego's not going to create any sort of no. national buzz. Neither will Pacific. But beating St. Mary's would because they have more street cred than BYU nationally right now. Thanks to Dela Vadova. And then Gonzaga, certainly, of course. Certainly Gonzaga. So if BYU, if BYU can beat Oregon and then win eight straight and then face Gonzaga and win that, they have a 10-game win streak? Wow. Then They could be ranked at that point. You compiled some numbers that I want to bring up. 
Notable BYU hoops opponent records. Stanford, 8-2. Texas, 10-1. Number 17, Iowa State, 8-0. Number 11, Wichita State, 11-0. Utah State, 6-2. Number 22, Massachusetts, 10-0. Utah, 9-1. Those are some really, really successful teams right now. The teams that BYU has lost to this year... Or a combined thirty-eight and one. <laughs> I'll say that again: thirty-eight and one. I, I think B, I think BYU needs this game so much against Oregon. I'm going to go to Eugene and go to the game. I also happen to be there for family stuff, but I'm going to go to the game, and I may walk in the locker room and give the pregame speech. No, see, your priorities were first BYU athletics <laughs> and then family. It was convenient that your family was having a celebration over Christmas up there because you're in Oregon to watch the game. It's nice that they will join me at Matthew Knight Arena. <laughs> oh, by the way, 13th ranked Oregon, 9-0. and Keeping with the trend, right? Michael Lloyd's little brother, Jonathan Lloyd, which, by the way, if you haven't seen this photo, he's he. I don't know how tall he is, 5'7", five, 5'8", five, or something. Maybe five six. He's trying to defend a seven foot six guy from UC Irvine. From UC Irvine earlier this week. <laughs> it's one of the great sports images. I'll of the try week. and I'll try and find that and tweet it out. That's fantastic. Our six bowl practice is enough for BYU football to get ready for the Fight Hunger Bowl. Tweet tweet. Yeah, Twitter time. At Dodger Jazz Cougs. In response to our six bowl practice is enough for BYU football. Don't need more practices for other players that don't play. Some of Broncos' ideas are strange. Nothing new there, though. So, somebody that's okay with just kind of keeping a roll on how it's been working. Okay? Then at Josh Can writes, In short, no! So he thinks they need more practices. But our track record after bye weeks this year isn't good. Okay. Let's think about that. So, it was after Texas... Lost to Utah. And then after Boise State, lost to... Wisconsin. Wisconsin. People would say Idaho State was a bye week as well. (laughs) And they lost to Notre Dame. Yeah. (laughs) Fair enough. Um, At Samuel Hancock, I don't think prep is a concern, but not taking the time to develop younger players is. Yeah, see, how much of this period is about younger players versus the game? I think spring football is where where you get into that. So I'm not that concerned about it. And clearly neither is Bronco, and it's working. At Rise and Shout, yes, if they've been serious about film study. So six is enough if they've done their homework and their weight training, which they're supposed to do on their own. So I don't know that you can gauge what if BYU wins or loses whether that was the right choice or not. Why do you say that? Because there's just other factors that go into the game. Is BYU the better team? Is Washington the better team and they played better that day? Is weather a factor? Is what? There's just other things that go into that. So if BYU wins, are we going to say, yes, six practices was the way to go? In fact, you could go to four. <laughs> Next well, let's not get too cavalier. <laughs> but I think that Broncos' ideology gets that much more momentum if BYU beats Washington. It helps. I don't think it's a de facto, yes. Five straight bull wins. That's what they're pushing for. Coming up on BYU Sports Nation, it is a BYU Sports Nation first. An Olympian in studio. Sweet. What will BYU student Kate Hansen be thinking when she walks into the Olympic Stadium in Sochi, Russia? Find out next. You're listening to BYU Sports Nation. Stay with us. We'll have more BYU Sports Nation right after this. This is Tyler Haas, and you are in BYU Sports Nation with Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. Go Cougs. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation on BYU Radio. Tyler Haas and the BYU Cougars. 
trying to knock off undefeated and 13th-ranked Oregon on Saturday. Jerem Jordan sits to my right. He will be there. Hello. Watching the game. Oh, hello. Any more Anchorman references? Come on, come on. Well, I, I got to filter through the... Uh... <laughs> I'll, I'll think about it's it. It's that day. We're going to see Anchorman 2 tonight. You Listen, can follow the... us. <laughs> Listen. Leave the mothers out of this. <laughs> oh, there are only there's only one rule. No touching of the, the hair and face. And that's it! <laughs> you can follow us at Spencer underscore Linton and at Jerem Jordan. Join the show's growing Twitter following at BYU Sports Nation. And if you want uh, just some abstract craziness, you should check out our Instagram account. Do it! There, there are preview videos there uh, that should keep you entertained for quite a while. Hey, Friday, December 27th, eight days away. It's bowl day. Starting at 7 Eastern, we're going to show 30-minute versions of the last three bowl games for BYU. Believe it. I finished w- watching them yesterday. Very excited about this. Uh, that, that starts 7 Eastern, leads up to a live countdown to kickoff from San Francisco and Provo to get you ready for BYU and Washington. Join us Friday, December 27th at 7 Eastern for a plethora of BYU bowl coverage. A rise and shout Ooh, for the early. first Olympian to visit the studios here at BYU Radio and BYU Sports Nation. Kate Hansen headed to Sochi, Russia to compete for Team USA in the luge. My first question is, Kate, how does one get involved in luging? You know, I like to think that luge kind of found me, especially growing up in Southern California. So how it works is that luge will... They'll have these clinics and they'll go and recruit a bunch of kids. And so they came to Long Beach, California, and they had the same sleds but with wheels on it. And so wait, you you were losing in Long Beach? Yeah. Trying to wrap my head around that, like street luge. X Games introduced that in the '90s, kind of deal. A little bit, yeah, kind of along the same lines. So it's just an open call for all kids to come try out. And so I tried out, and next thing you know, I'm sitting with you guys. So when you're 10 years old, you're you're thinking, yeah, I I love luge. I'm going to do this. Where, where did you envision this taking you? Um, the Olympics? No, nope, not at all. I envisioned it getting me out of school. And so, <laughs> nice. The truth comes out. Yeah, it was a cool <laughs> thing. You know, I got to go to, once after the clinic, they'd take you to New York, upstate New York, Lake Placid, New York, and um, I got to get out of school for it. So when you're that young, it was kind of a cool thing. Do you so, have a nickname? A nickname? Yeah. We, we've called you the Luge Coog. Is that okay? Is that a, does that work? What, what do you want? That is a new one. <laughs> that is a new I haven't heard that. You know what? Run with it. Yes! Yeah. The Luge Coog. The Luge Coog. Oh you heard gosh. it here first on BYU Sports Nation. <laughs> so, so explain first the difference between bobsled, skeleton, and luge. So bobsled is like Cool Runnings, the movie that everyone has seen. Isn't the Jamaican bobsled coach, isn't he up at Utah Olympic Park? Or he used to be. He used to be up there and coach. Pro- I don't. I don't know I, specifically. I, I met the guy like four or five years ago. I was like, "You're, you're the John. Guy. <laughs> what's his name? Candy? Yeah. Goodman? You, you you are John, not John Goodman. It, yeah, it, would no. be, it, it would be John Candy. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, sorry. So that's bobsled. Yeah. So bobsled <laughs> is there's two men and four men, and you're pretty much in like the sled, and it kind of covers you, and there's a bunch of guys behind it, and then skeleton is head first and loses feet first. And for women, it's just you. There's no two-person mm-hmm. luge. Just me. Just you. Over the weekend, it's the World Cup, mm-hmm. right? And you qualify for the Olympics. What was that moment like? Um, it was pretty unbelievable. I was pretty emotional. Not going to lie. Pretty emotional. Um, no, it was, an, it was an unreal day. And I, I was pretty exhausted. It was Finishing that race was just a, a culmination of 
just way too many years in the sport. So, um, yeah, I was just I was just happy and relieved and just grateful. Kate Hansen, BYU student and United States Olympian, joining BYU Sports Nation. I want to know about your schedule. When do you go to classes and, and do the school thing, and when do you work in practices? What that what's that like? Um, so we are pretty much training year round, and but I go to school in the spring, just May June. But from June to August, we're summer training in Lake Placid. September to March, we're preseason and season training, and then we have postseason after that. So I really only get. I don't know, a couple of weeks in April off. So where are you at in school? What year are you? I should I should have been graduating this spring, but I'm a sophomore in credits. Hey, don't worry about it. I'm not worried about You're going it. To the you Olympics. know, you know, better better than nothing. American should... heritage can wait. Yeah, right. <laughs> Good thing I already took that. So. <laughs> Look, not many po- not many people can pull off a Twitter handle of at Cater <laughs> Okay, so live that up. Uh, you're a sophomore in school right now. What, uh, if, I mean, besides luge, like, uh, what do you want to do after your luge career ends? Um, to be honest, my life has not, my life ends in February. Like I have not thought past February of 2014. Fair enough. For the past seven years. Fair enough. And since this is just a fresh new feeling, I honestly have not thought past February, but I will say I will be back in school in the spring, but that's about as far as I've, as far as I've gone. How many of your friends or random people around Provo know who you are? Because you're you're this you're going to be the most famous BYU Cougar in <laughs> February for a month. You're going to be the the person. I think that's a little debatable, but I appreciate that you guys are so stoked about this. Um, my close friend, I mean, obviously all my close friends know, but a lot of people that I just meet, like I definitely don't introduce myself as "Hi, I'm a loser," so it's not. That sounds like loser, so I, I would say it differently, right? That's original. That's <laughs> fr- wow. That's why you need to say, I am the luge coog. Yeah. The oh. luge coog. Yes, yes, yes. I am the Maybe luge coog. Maybe I should coog. switch my Twitter handle to like luge Luge coog. coog. Yeah. You have like the ultimate one up. Yeah, we're talking like Taysom Hill, Tyler okay. House. Hey guys, what's up? Oh, hey, who are you? My name's Kate Hansen. I am the Luge Coog, and I'm going to the Olympics. Uh, you off. win! That, you win! That's like that joke with, uh, is it Brian Regan, that he's like, yeah, I walked on the moon. Like, yes. he's topper yes. at every party. You have a topping subject. <laughs> but but you won't bring that out, I imagine. Uh, no, because A, no one knows about Luge. B, it's not the biggest spectator sport. And, I, I mean, I'd rather talk about Kobe and his stats. <laughs> You're from L.A. You're a Lakers, Lakers fan. fan. Okay. Yeah, like I, you okay. know, we could drop casual Laker conversation. I mean, everyone in Utah hates the Lakers, but besides the fact of that, I mean, there's not too many people that are well acquainted with Luge. So, yes, I don't really introduce myself as the Luge Coog by any means. <laughs> but, um, no, when I came to BYU, I did my fall semester. I, I took my season off and came and did fall, and I completely lied about it. I didn't want anyone to know. I just dismissed all rumors of anything, and um, I really liked it. It was great. So now, like, some people will know, but no, the majority doesn't. So where do you, tra- how do you train outside the track? Um, train. So in the summer, we all live in Lake Placid, New York. Our team is stationed out of there, and so we are training every day. We're lifting weights three times a week, and then we also are sliding on the track. So it's the same track, but with, do we just have wheels on our sleds? And it's not the most safe thing, but um, it really helps with training. So we do that. And then we also have an indoor start facility. Uh, it's like an ice ramp indoors. And so we are on that every day, too. So that's just summer. And then once season comes, we're at the track half the day and we're still weightlifting and then just traveling. All right. Let's play the have you ever imagined game. 
Okay, <laughs> now you find out you're an Olympian. You are walking into the stadium, opening ceremonies. Have you envisioned that? What does that feel like? I honestly haven't envisioned it, and I haven't let myself envision it. I This whole experience, I have not let myself like think that I've ever made it, because that's dangerous. But um, I guess I'll envision it now. Um, I'm going to be bawling. I'm going to be crying, <laughs> and I'm going to be bawling. Um, NBC is going to capture that. Oh, yeah. I'm, yes. I'm just gonna be waterworks for sure um there's this one song by r kelly called world's greatest and oh, yeah. they played it in 2002 when opening ceremonies and ever since then when i was a little girl and i saw that it was like moment like that was that was my moment watching that happen and so you know i'll have that earpiece in listening to r kelly world's greatest and i'll just be crying more excited to uh walk into the stadium or get the swag associated with the olympics i mean obviously who doesn't love swag right but uh I'm definitely going to have to say walking in the stadium, of course, because clothes, you know, those will go, come and go, but the memories, solid. What's the mindset uh, before you hop on a really slippery, steep track on an incredibly dangerous object? How do you, how do you stay calm in that moment? Um, so when you're younger, yeah, it's a little, it's scary. It's, it's very scary. I've broken a few bones and... You just think, why did I ever join this sport? But now when it's come more into a professional level, um, you're just stoked. You're just stoked and you're motivated and you're like, okay, like, I'm going to crush this. Like, All you other countries, watch out because America's coming. <laughs> that's what I think and that's what gets me like stoked. I'm going to crush this. You're, so, you're such a Southern California person and I love it. <laughs> I, lived, I lived in SoCal for three years. I appreciate it. <laughs> How many of uh, how many women's uh, losers is that what you mm-hmm. say losers are there for the U.S. in the Olympics? Uh, three, three, three girls, three guys, two doubles teams. Uh, are you the best of the three? No, no, I'm in the number two spot. Okay, but I I was in the number three spot, so I'm you know counting my blessings. Working here. your way up. Yeah, exactly. Twelve seasons of sliding, seventh international. Is there like a pro circuit that you that that happens like? Where, <laughs> is, is, the, it, is the Olympics the peak of what you do? Yeah. So this? actually, there's like the World Cup circuit, and okay. that's practically, I guess, what you could call the pro circuit. Okay. And then I think um, the Olympics would be related to maybe like the Pro Bowl a little bit. Okay. So, yeah. Perfect. Yeah. I'd go probably go in the, that realm. Kate Hansen, BYU student, Olympic loser or slider. I mean, we've learned lots of things today joining BYU Sports Nation. What happens between now and the Olympics in terms of just the timeline? Like, what what's the buildup over the next few months? Um, so we're only halfway done with our season. After we leave two days after Christmas, and we go to Germany for about a month, okay. and then we go to Latvia for a week, and then the Olympics start. So we still have like four more World Cups that we have to finish. So there's a ton to do. Yeah. It's a long season, and it's exhausting. Fine-tuning. Do you like to travel? I hope so. I love I love to travel. Traveling is one of my favorite things to do, but when we're traveling with the team, it's not really traveling. It's business. It, there's, a, there's a routine. On Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, we're training. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, racing. Monday, we're traveling. This is not a vacation, people. Nope. It's a business trip. Not a vacation. Okay, coolest place you've ever traveled to? Um, luge wise or like by myself? Luge wise? Either way. Either way. Okay. Well, I will first say luge wise, Japan. Oh, wow. Went to okay. Japan in high school. That was unreal. So cool. And then, um, by myself with like friends and stuff, um, Indonesia. I went on a surf trip to Indonesia and that was, we did Indonesia and New Zealand and that was, whoo, that was unbelievable. I'm guessing that most 22 year olds have not 
been as well-traveled as you have been? I have been very blessed in that aspect of life, for sure. I've been very lucky to see the world. Okay, lightning round. Favorite food? Mexican. Uh, favorite movie? Uh, mean Girls. TV show? Bachelor, obviously. Oh, oh obviously. <laughs> my, my bad. I'm just speaking for every other girl in Provo. <laughs> what do you expect to do in the Olympics? Like, is going there... Good enough, or do you, do you think, hey, I can go top 20, top 10, medal? Um, first, don't want to make a fool out of myself. I want to you know, have just four solid runs, and I want to make America proud, Lady Liberty proud. Second, a top 10 finish would be un- unbelievable. That would be, in yeah. fact. Well, we wish you the best. Kate Thank Hansen, you. thanks so much for the time on BYU Thank Sports you. Nation. Follow her on Twitter, at Katertots, K8. T-E-R-T-O-T-Z, is that right? K-8-E-R-T-O-T-Z. Oh, well, there you but go. Yeah, Get it done on the Twitter machine. Thanks for, for the sure. time. Thank you. Kate Hansen is as cool as she sounds. What a great athlete. We wish her the best as she heads over to Sochi, Russia. And uh, Ben Bagley brings up a good point, our producer. He says, we need to get Kate and Bronco uh, on the show together to talk about surfing stories. Yes. That, that needs to happen. Should have Bronco be our Olympic correspondent. I'll have to ask him about that in my interview with him tomorrow. Will Bronco watch the Olympics, but he doesn't watch college football? That's the question. I bet he does because... I bet Holly does, and he does a lot of things with Holly. So, I, I mean, yeah, figure skating. You don't think you don't think you don't think Holly wants to you watch mean, figure skating? You mean ice dancing? No. You mean Blades of Glory <laughs> with Will Ferrell? And does everything have to be about Will Ferrell? Napoleon Jerem? Dynamite. Oh, what's that? What's Napoleon Dynamite's name? The actor's name again? John Heater. John Heater, BYU alumnus. I served my mission. Well, not my mission. I served in Korea at the same time as John Heater's little brother Adam, and oh, had nice. Korean classes with Adam Heater. Really good kid. Nice. Was he anything like his brother? Nothing. Really? Nothing. And I think he was okay with that. Do the ch- <laughs> do the chickens have talents? <laughs> It's movie, it's movie quoting time. Our sixth bowl practice is enough for BYU to get ready for the Fight Hunger Bowl at Denton Good. Well, it has been enough the past several years. It is the same practice model that has been working. Can't argue with four straight bowl wins. We'll have more of your Twitter traction coming up on BYU Sports Nation. Up next, the hashtag Logan Takeover continues. Is Jerem Jordan threatened? And does Brian Logan think the extra rest for the football team is a good thing? He lived it. Stay tuned to find out. This is BYU Sports Nation. We'll be back with more BYU Sports Nation right after this. And now, back to more BYU Sports Nation. Welcome back. BYU Sports Nation rolls on on BYU Radio. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan here. For now, remember to like and comment on our Facebook page. And visit BYURadio.org for archived episodes of the show available every afternoon. We just talked to BYU student and Olympian Kate Hansen at Cater Tots on the Twitter machine. She's fun. She was really, really cool. Great interview. You missed it. You're going to want to listen to it. Hey, Saturday, the 9-1 women's basketball team plays Utah State. Watch and listen to it live on BYU TV and BYU Radio at 4 Eastern Saturday. Resetting quickly some of our top stories and headlines. BYU basketball gets an RPI boost last night from a couple of teams they beat earlier in the season, Stanford and Texas. Both of those teams go on the road and beat notable opponents in UConn and North Carolina, respectively. BYU has an opportunity to do some real damage and move up the rankings 
perhaps create some top 25 conversation if they can beat 13th ranked and undefeated Oregon out of the Pac-12. Oh, by the way, we just saw this on Twitter. The, the Pac-12 combined 75-4 and four this year. And BYU has one of those four wins against Incredible Stanford. stat. The Pac-12 is... They're having a great year, football and basketball. They're neato, gang. <laughs> There's another anchorman. I love quote. it. Hey, are, are six bowl practices enough for BYU football to get ready for the Fight Hunger Bowl? We'll ask that question to our next guest on BYU Sports Nation, Brian Logan, back for another version of his Logan Takeover campaign. <laughs> Brian, are six practices enough for the Cougars to get uh, the, the Fight Hunger Bowl won? You know, you know. First of all, first of all. Oh, okay. Uh, first things first. Stop, stop, stop calling me a guest, man. <laughs> you know, this is, this is not, I'm not a guest. I'm, I'm slowly taking over, Jeremy. I know you can fully hear me now. Uh, you know, there's no excuses, but yeah, no, no longer a guest. Well, I, I can't hear you, Brian. Where are you? <laughs> well, you know what? Um, I may be behind you, um, you know, in the corner looking at you. Uh, you never know. You should be worried. <laughs> oh, is that you? Uh, you did a fantastic job Friday. Uh, and so, yeah, Logan Takeover was in full effect. The funny thing is some, someone on Twitter tagged me in a tweet saying, yeah, I've been saying for a while to get Jerem off there. Like, why would you tag me in that, man? <laughs> leave leave yeah, Jerem out of that, it. That was funny. That was funny. Some, leave Jerem alone is poor soul. No, um, you know, six, six, six practices. Um, it, you know, I, I think it's I think it's okay. I think it's fine. Um, I, I remember when we practiced. Um, anytime we had a bye week, anytime uh, you know we we're heading into the, the first game, um, and in the bowl game, uh, we always had eight practices. Um, so it, it sounds like Coach Minnell has uh, you know cut out two. Um, I, I don't see it being an issue at all. Um, you know, a lot of people kind of scratch their head and they're like, what, "What's going on? Why?" Would you do six when you have a whole month? Um, and, and, you know, Coach Mendenhall does a great job of, of preparing his guys. And, um, you know, on, an, on a normal practice, a uh, normal week, um, you know, week in and week out, uh, you know, you have five days of, of preparation, uh, sometimes four days if you're, if you're playing on, uh, you know, on Friday or some teams play even on Thursday. So it's even shorter. Um, so when you compare it to that, um, you know, it, it, it shouldn't be a big deal. Uh, I think the biggest thing is, is just the rest uh, that he gives the, the players. Um, he doesn't want to over-prepare guys. Um, you know, my, my first, my first uh, yeah, camp uh, with, with Oklahoma in 2009, uh, I thought, you know, we were going to do half Oklahoma, half practice, um, you know, but it wasn't that way at all. And I was kind of shocked myself, you know, being my first time being at a Division One level. I, I thought, you know, a lot of preparation would go into – uh, these practices and these games, but um, you know, Coach Minnow is extremely smart. And he knows how to prepare his guys well. Brian Logan joining BYU Sports Nation, former BYU football player and current BYU TV sports analyst, also the creator of hashtag Logan Takeover. Brian, I think that each <laughs> each bowl game and its preparation is different. I'm looking back at the two years that you played, and just from my perspective, 09 was a senior-laden team that had won 10 games going into the Las Vegas Bowl for the fifth year in a row. Then you have 2010. You guys were excited to be there because you were 1-4 and four at one point. You might not have made a bowl. So this team almost seems different, like 8-4, and four, maybe thought that they could be a, a game or two um, better. I guess what's the mentality going into a bowl game depending on how the season went? 
Yeah, I mean, that's that's exactly right. Um, you know, in 2009, um, it was one of the, the, the better bowl matchups with Oregon State where both ranked, um, you know, in the, in the top 20. So it was, it was very intriguing for, um, you know, the nation to watch. Um, you know, we were pumped. Uh, we were playing the Mountain West at the time. So we were like, hey, this is another opportunity to, uh, you know, show the nation that we belong. And uh, we went out and just and just destroyed them. And uh, with Oregon State that that year, they thought that they should have, um, you know, they're 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 pretty close from winning the conference championship and and make it to the Rose Bowl. They had some some disappointing losses, so they just weren't into it. And I mean, even you can even tell as a player um, when when we were doing um, just competition, sometimes bowl games, they'll take us bowling and, and mini golfing and, and things like that. So we get to interact with the other players and other teams. Um, a lot, and, and you can just tell um, just the vibe. You know, they weren't really smiling, they weren't really laughing, having fun. They're kind of disappointed, and, and obviously the the, end, the the score, you know, showed that that result. So, um, and in 2010, yeah, uh, we were just scratching and clawing. So uh, everybody, you know, especially the the seven seniors, were just grateful for the opportunity. Um, this year, you know, it, high expectations with with. Uh, BYU being independent and, 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 you know, arguably one of the toughest schedules, um, you know, I, I think it can be disappointing for some of those guys. But, um, you know, again, Coach Menhall does a, a great job of preparing his guys, and, and part of that preparation comes uh, with, you know, what are you playing for? Uh, you know, what are you fighting for? Why are you playing this game? Why do you love this game? And, um, you know, it's easy when you have uh, such a great motivator like Coach Menhall to find something deep. You know, obviously you have some seniors there like Kyle and Cody that want to make a name for themselves. Um, you know, the last uh, really uh, opportunity to uh, put on their resume before going to the NFL. You know, you have um, some younger guys that um, are wanting to show the coaches that, hey, you know, when the senior leaves next year, I, you know, I'm gonna, I, I want to be the man. I want to be the next one up. Um, and, and then you just have the, the small things, you know, your goals that you want to achieve. You know, you think about your family. Um, one thing that Coach Menhall always said to us, uh, which will always stick with me, is, you know, you have another opportunity to play this game. Uh, you know, a lot of kids back home, you know, they don't have scholarships. A lot of your friends that you grew up with, they, they're not in this situation. Uh, so be grateful and, and, you know, soak in every moment. Now, when you say hashtag Logan Takeover, does that mean you're going to go beyond the hour? This is just an hour show, Brian. That was like a three-minute response. I don't know if we have time yeah, for that's, this. That's, that's what it is, man. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, Spencer, Spencer can say a little bit. You're not allowed to say it. <laughs> <laughs> Brian, you touched lightly on this uh, last Friday when you were in studio. And again, if you're just joining us, Brian Logan, the always entertaining BYU TV sports analyst and former BYU football yeah. player, joining the yeah, show. Not again. Okay, I didn't say guest. I just said joining the show. I thought you were saying yes, like agreeing. Yes, amen. Yes, yes. I was. was. Brian, you touched lightly on the bowl swag. Okay, we've been asking all of our guests that have played football and have been in uh, bowl games for BYU, whether it be Trevor Maddich or Blaine Fowler, and now you. But what was your favorite bowl game swag gift in your experience as a BYU football player? Um, I would have to say 2009 Las Vegas Bowl, uh, my mini George Foreman grill. <laughs> that that is is by far. I still use it to this day. My wife she uses it. You know when she doesn't want to cook for me, uh, she just throws a couple steaks or a couple burgers on, 
And, uh, man, I, I, I love that thing. It, it was hard for me. I wasn't married, um, you know, and going into my senior year. I got married by, during that season. Um, so, man, that was my go-to for food. That's what, that's, what, that's what I fed the biceps with. So that was uh, Fed that was the great. biceps. Yep, that's, that's what I did, the George Foreman girl. Hashtag feed the biceps. There's, there's another the biceps. Anchorman reference. Today, what what is it? You're looking at him, Jack Johnson, and is it Tom Dempsey? <laughs> Can't remember. You gonna go see Anchorman, Brian? I am. I am. I, I can't wait. Brian Logan on BYU Sports Nation. Okay, Brian. Uh, unlike David Nixon, you did not opt for the Xbox and then go directly to Best Buy and uh, get a six hundred dollar gift card or whatever he did. You opted to keep the George Foreman grill. And uh, create some strong biceps. I can appreciate that. But does does a thing like the George Foreman grill or any bowl swag detract or distract teams from the actual game? What do you think? Um, you know, I, I don't. I don't think so. Um, you know, I think for the younger guys, the freshmen that are coming in, maybe for players that don't get a lot of playing time. Um, you know, I, I think it's 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 a little bit more exciting for them because you know they're they're like, hey, okay, at least. I'm getting something out of this trip. You know, I get gifts and, and all that good stuff. Um, but I think for some of the other guys, like the guys that are playing, um, more the, the older guys that have been through bowl games, that have gotten gifts before, um, you know, I don't think it's a big deal. Um, you know, I was, I was a little bit disappointed um, from going from the Las Vegas Bowl to the New Mexico Bowl uh, just with the gifts. So, I, you know, I was focused on the gifts for about an hour before I – I had to realize, well, hey, you know, you almost didn't make it to a bowl game, uh, so so cheer up. But um, you know, that's that's honestly one of the the, the biggest things that you look forward to. Um, I, I love BYU uh, because they give us extra gifts for making a bowl. So we get gifts from the school, and then we get gifts from the bowl. Like what? Uh, and most most schools will do that. Well, with, with BYU, we always got gift cards. Um, you know, uh, you know, X amount of dollars. Uh, we've got um, shoes and, and hats and, and kind of just gear. Uh, we get a ball that's signed by everybody, um, uh, which is which is pretty cool because you know for the seniors especially. Um, and so you know they they you know the schools don't have to do that and and most schools don't and for BYU to do that that's you know it's 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 absolutely fantastic that we get rewarded from the school. Um, and then, you know, the bowl game is just wherever bowl game you, you go to, you get those gifts. Brian, uh, BYU signs a six foot six uh, receiver yesterday, Nick Kurtz, not a member of the church, uh, has some Hispanic blood in him. So he, he's, he's different for your typical BYU guy. But in my opinion, to be successful, BYU's got to get great athletes with high character, no matter where they come from. What did you think of the Nick Kurtz signing? Yeah, I, I agree. I, I think it's great. And, it, 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 you're you're right. I mean, you know, I don't I don't think there are enough five star um, LDS athletes out there. Um, and, and on top of that, not every five star LDS athlete is going to come to BYU. You know, some are going to go to Stanford and, and, and bigger schools. So um, you know, you have to find ways of getting um, you know bigger recruits. Uh, and, and that does mean not going the LDS route. Um, I, I think that uh, there's a great system in place uh, at BYU for uh, guys that aren't LDS to be successful. And, you know, if those guys buy into that program um, and, and how that system is, is structured, 
um, you know, you're fine. And, you know, you know, when you, when you first come in, you know, you, you're, they make you feel so welcome. Um, you know, you're always around a group of guys, um, that, you know, will reach out to you and, and, you know, take you out and, and make sure that you're not feeling lonely. Um, you know, Coach Mendenhall, I, which I think is absolutely fantastic, um, he lets a, a pastor, which is my pastor, the church that I attend now, um, you know, interact with the, with the guys and, and the team. And, and we do, you know, Bible studies there, um, you know, in, in the locker room. And, um, you know, so there's enough resources here for uh, guys that aren't LDS um, to have a blast. And, and, I mean, that's why I'm here now, and uh, I had a great time. Uh, you know, occasionally you have a few that will slip through the cracks and, you know, uh, rebel and go, and go their own way. But, yeah, that's, that's really what it's going to come down to is, is uh, you know, moving from, you know, 8 and 5, 8 and 4 to, you know, 10 and 2, 11 and 1 is, is making sure you get those top guys. And, you know, working hard is great, and, and, and I am a big believer that, you know, uh, talent beats, uh, uh, hard work beats talent, but um, eventually, uh, you know, talent that works hard will catch up with you, as we saw with Notre Dame and Wisconsin. I mean, uh, BYU play hard and, and, and um, you know, they play good, but without that talent, uh, you almost have to play perfect, and that's almost impossible to play a perfect football game for any team. Brian Logan on BYU Sports Nation. Thanks for the time, my friend. No problem, no problem. I'll see you guys next time. I think I'm, I think they we got a schedule for me to just host the show. So I don't think Spencer. I don't think you. Do I'll <laughs> wow. Just, just take it. Okay, now. I mean, I love. I mean, I love you. You know, Spencer. Now you know what it's like. Now you're feeling it. <laughs> I don't know if I don't know if I like it. Okay, Brian. No, that was just. That was just. I just threw that out there. I, we that wasn't a discussion. Uh, I just threw it out there to the producers to think about it, you know, uh, just to brainstorm that, hey, you know, if we ever, you know, need me to just come in, I, I'm, I'm good to go. Hashtag Logan Takeover. This. We still love you, Brian. Thanks, man. Love you more. <laughs> All right. You know what time it is, Jerem? 10.54 Mountain Time. And that means it's time to whip it's it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Women's basketball. The 9-1 Cougars host Utah State Saturday at 4 Eastern, live on BYU TV and BYU Radio. This is the final non-conference game before WCC play starts December 28th against LMU in Provo. Cougars in the association. Jimmer Fredette. Four for eight in nine minutes last night. Had nine points. Grabbed two rebounds in the Kings' 17-point loss. Sigh to the Hawks. But still, nine points, nine minutes. I imagine at one time, Kings uh, play-by-play, Grant Napier said, Turn off the sprinkler system! Jimmy Burnett is on fire! <laughs> Football! UA senior safety Daniel Sorensen has accepted an invite to play in the East-West Shrine game on January 18th. That's in St. Petersburg, Florida, not Russia, on the NFL Network. Also yesterday, the FBS Independent Awards, Kyle Van Noy is the Defensive Player of the Year. Jamal Williams and Michael Yak made the first team on offense. Juaniunga, Van Noy, and Sorensen made the defensive team. Adam Hine was the kick returner. And then honorable mentions, Bills, Hill, Hoffman, Falslev, and Sorensen. And where do, we, where do we put this one? I'm not sure where to put this next one. Which category should it be? Sports? Yes! There you go. BYU is 17th in the country in the Learfield Sports Directors Cup latest fall standings, which measure the nation's top athletic programs. The Cougars ranked ahead of teams like Wisconsin, UCLA, Oregon, USC, and Texas 
Utah, by the way, 103. Nice. Coming up tomorrow, big guest, Mike Pereira. Guy has almost 200,000 followers on Twitter. The VP of officiating in the NFL. Does a lot of college football stuff for Fox on TV. He's going to talk to us. We'll ask him about the two female officials who are going to be part of that seven-person crew for the Fight Hunger Bowl. This is the first time that we know of that two female officials will work a college football game. Awesome. Uh, an FBS game. Historic scenario. And other rule changes. For example, the speed of the game and how that's going to affect officiating. I know the Big 12 in-conference play had an eighth official in an attempt to be able to spot the ball quicker. And who the Michael Jordan of officials is. <laughs> there you go. Maybe Ed Hockley. That's good. Rise and shout today. It's easy. I already gave it to her. <laughs> that, that has an Olympic tone. Kate Hansen. Yeah. Do you have an Anchorman quote? I don't know what we're yelling about. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to watch it today. <laughs> hey, if you're if you're in the uh, Orem area, University Mall, five thirty. That's when we're going. Anchorman two. Our six bowl practice is enough for BYU football to get ready for the Fight Hunger Bowl. What do you think? I think it is. Okay. You've got tweets. Tweet, tweet. At Jeff JBYU. We'll know in eight days. That's yes. not the question. Yes, we will. That's not the answer. At Laser Sheep, six practices are not enough for any team to be ready for a bowl game. Bowl games are important. At Soy Lent CBC9, are six practices enough to get ready for the bowl? Question mark. It's not a matter of bowl prep. It's being lazy, not improving the program. Ooh. Yeah, I, I don't know that uh, giving BYU rest is being lazy per se. And it's, it's smart. Would you rather be focused or have a bunch of practice? I, I don't know. There's, Four wins in a row. Yeah. At UCLA grad 90. This is Jamal Williams' mother. It's finals week. Good grades are more important. No grades can't play. They've been running and lifting. So the, Take that. The physical training has applied. It's, it's how much you actually practice. And then, and then, and yeah, then okay. she, she added, now that finals are almost over, the players can have very productive practices that gets the job done and win. Well, think about it. BYU won't have uh, finals. They'll be they'll be way more focused than they would be in a regular season. So these six will be like eight or ten. At, Why did we think of that now? At Dominus underscore Tom. If you can't prepare a team in six, something is wrong. During the season, you do it in less. Exactly what Brian Logan said. And the BYU TV sports results, 57% say no. They're n- oh, wait, that was yesterday's poll. That's trash. <laughs> Thanks to, oh my gosh. Thanks to our guests, Kate Hansen, Brian Logan, and everyone on our crew, producer Ben Bagley, senior coordinating producer Michael Miner, station manager Don Chalon, production assistants Alan Miller, Spencer King, Matt Hume, and engineer Aaron Evans. Check out our new BYU Sports Nation Facebook page for show links and much more. You can also listen to episodes of the show on demand. The new and improved BYURadio.org. Kate Hansen was fantastic. The Olympian, you're going to want to catch that. For Jerem Jordan, I'm Spencer Linton, and you have just listened to BYU Sports Nation. Loud noises!